Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Hello, and welcome to episode number 36 of 30 Minute Thrive. We're glad you're here, and I'm happy to introduce to you our guest for today, and that's Cheryl Lucas DeBerry. Cheryl is one of our learning and development instructors here at MRA and comes with a really strong background with over 30 years of professional experience. And currently, Cheryl, you are in the process of getting your degree and um, we'll be getting licensed um, in counseling, which is great. Yes. So congrats on that. Thank you. But um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so we're really kicking off the month um, with a mental health in the workplace episode. So according to Mental Health America, 21% of adults are experiencing a mental illness, and that's equivalent to over 50 million Americans, which means a lot of these individuals are bringing that into the workplace too. So what are some of the most common mental health conditions that employees may be dealing with and how can we ensure that they feel supported? Yeah, now that's a really good question. Mental health is um, really becoming very prevalent and much more um, known and, and talked about in the workplace. But according to the research, uh, the main ones that uh, people are dealing with are depression, anxiety, and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And that really comes from um, individuals having to deal with violence in the workplace. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we recently talked um, to Christy Hazy on employee engagement. So how can you identify whether an employee is disengaged or if it's mental health related? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think really it's kind of paying attention to um, individual paying attention to their behavior mm -hmm. and really looking at the kind of the baseline. Is yeah. this behavior something totally different than how they have been in the past or is it about the same? So when you look at that as a baseline, then you can start to determine if there's something else that may be going on with this individual because it's not how not the typical type of behavior that they would mm -hmm. exhibit. Yeah, I feel like as a manager, that would be kind of difficult to determine. Like, if your employee isn't as active in the workplace or if they are not as engaged, like how you can tell if it's mm -hmm. a personal thing or a mental health thing or they're just disengaged. Um, but kind of going off of that, how can employees and managers create that culture of support and empathy when it comes to these mental health conversations? Mm -hmm. It really is about having those conversations, kind of paying attention, um, asking questions. Is this, you know, is there something going on? How are you? How are you doing today? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. How are yes. you doing today? Um, and then, kind of basing um, their response, basing your response on their response. Uh, so, how do you deal with that? And then, just being open and saying. I'm here if you want to share something, uh, if you want to talk to someone, mm -hmm. that's fine too. But just letting them know that that I'm here for you exactly. um, and showing that that empathy because most of the times people just need to know know that someone cares. Yeah, I like how you said that. The, how are you doing today? I like that question. Yeah. So how does um, work-life balance also play a role in, in this? 
stress and burnout it are uh, some things that cause uh, employees to have, you know, uh, depression and anxiety. So really, organizations just paying attention to what do we need to do uh, to create some activities, even for folks working remotely, uh, what are some things that we can do to incorporate into the, the company culture of ensuring that people understand that it's okay to take your vacation time. Uh, you do need to get up and do stretch breaks. You do need to uh, take time for yourself, even if you're working out of your home uh, at some point, uh, making a determination that I am stopping at this yes. time and separating yourself from that because uh, it's quite easy if your office is mm -hmm. down the hall, uh, it's quite easy to continue to, to work, but at some point uh, you end up burning out and then that creates um, less productivity yeah. and all kinds of things. And then that ultimately affects the individual's um, home life, family life, uh, personal lives, all those things, how they interact with their manager, how they interact with the coworkers, et cetera. Yeah, no, that's great advice. I know um, some of my friends actually have an alarm set at like lunchtime where it's like, I'm taking my 20, 20 minute walk yes. right now. And they'll yes. take a lap or something like that, Absolutely. which is great. Yeah. But you mentioned that um, mental health is um, being talked about a little bit more nowadays mm -hmm. and more of an open, um, topic, but why do you think mental health has been stigmatized in the workplace and what do you think we can do to kind of change that? You know, I think it's been stigmatized for so long just because of lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. um, it was oftentimes thought of, of, you know, hiding Uncle Joe in a closet or that's just, you know, Aunt Agnes and that's just how she is. But now it's becoming much, much more um, talked about in the open is not the hush hush as it used to be. And so um, just having people understand that mental health is a real thing and organizations understanding that mental health is a real thing and what can we do to kind of incorporate that into the organizational culture, not just let it be um, a flavor of the day, if you will. One of the ways that organizations can address the stigma around mental illness is really to have those open conversations. According to one HR article I was reading, it said open conversations about mental health really help break that taboo that often kind of characterizes that particular topic. So um, a culture, instead of promoting a culture that is around the hush hush, it really is just kind of bringing it out in the open. Um, that employees feel comfortable talking about it, um, senior leadership feels comfortable in talking about it, and just having people um, feel like it's okay. Mm -hmm. And using that term mental health issues is mm -hmm. also important. And then the mental health can then uh, be uh, spawned into really focusing on their emotional uh, well-being. Mm -hmm. So organizations can um, help employees um, move into kind of a safe space by having those open discussions around um, the subject of mental health. Uh, you want to encourage employees and managers really to be uh, open about using the term mental health and it can be incorporated into the company's newsletters, um, to their social media sites, um, 
and then just um, meeting agendas mm -hmm. that they can use within the organization. Just incorporating really into uh, the day-to-day -day conversations will really help uh, further reassure employees that the company is acknowledging the importance of mental health in the workplace. Yeah, that's great. So I think mental health is becoming less stigmatized now um, because of people's attitudes toward it. And also they have seen more famous people that have come out to talk about um, their own mental health illness or just talking about mental health in particular. So. Um, because it is kind of come from under the covers, if you will, and more famous people are talking about mm -hmm. it, then it is becoming less taboo in the workplace and organizations are feeling more comfortable in having their employees talk about it as well and incorporate mm -hmm. it into their entire organizational culture. Yeah, absolutely. And how could we promote mental health awareness and education in the workplace? You know, it's interesting, something that I read, it said promote emotional well-being versus uh, physical well-being. And so many organizations will have, you know, uh, opportunities for employees to participate in some kind of uh, physical well-being, which, yeah. um, you know, challenges, water challenges, yes. walking challenges, things like that, but also incorporating some emotional well-being. What does that mean? It's just being able to take uh, a step back from work to do something fun. It might be uh, doing some fun activities with the coworkers or, yeah. you know, even working remotely, creating those scavenger hunts, or just creating some fun mm -hmm. in the workplace. So that helps with that emotional well being and reducing stress. And when yeah. stress is reduced, then um, mental health is not as prevalent. No, I love that. I think that's a great idea to promote both physical and emotional. Yes. Yeah. So what role can employee resource groups or other affinity groups um, play in creating a more supportive environment as well? Yeah, um, with employee resource groups, they are usually a smaller group and so people may feel more uh, comfortable in sharing with each other, but just creating that space where people will feel comfortable in sharing and um, peer listening groups is, uh, can be incorporated into the um, employee resource groups, just that listening that I'm I'm here for you. Again, most mm -hmm. of the times people just want to know that somebody uh, hears them and they can feel comfortable in sharing in a smaller um, network of, of friends. Mm -hmm. The employee resource groups are usually individuals that share the same kind of, um, you know, affinity towards a particular topic. Mm -hmm. And so creating those peer listening groups related to mental health because research shows yeah. that that vast majority of people have been impacted uh, by mental health, whether it was personally or through a family member or friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, I believe it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might not talk about mental health too because they're embarrassed yes. or they feel like they're alone. So those yes. groups um, definitely are very helpful, like you said. But as we kind of close out here, um, you're a trainer, you're a learning development instructor, mm -hmm. so I have to ask what, <laughs> what resources or trainings um, you would recommend or that are available to employees who may be struggling with uh, their mental health and how can we kind of make sure that they're aware of these resources? Yeah, I think um, some trainings would just utilizing, certainly utilizing your employee assistance program, uh, creating some stress reduction uh, types of activities within the, the workplace. Also, just having um, 
senior leadership talk about um, the um, mental health and how important that is. And then that gets incorporated into the overall culture because individuals want to feel like they can bring their whole selves to the workplace. And if they can't, then they tend to leave. If they don't feel like the organization uh, culture supports um, mental health and with mental well-being or emotional well-being, then they will find other opportunities. Mm-hmm. So a way to um, have organizations do that is to offer some training around um, mental health, uh, mental well-being, and just um, ways that people can uh, find a way to unplug, if you will. Uh, what are some things that we can do as an individual? What are some things we can do as a group? And that organizations will um, provide uh, for the employee at no cost to them or minimal cost to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great way to end, end the episode, some great advice to end with. So thank you for being on 30 Minute Thrive today and sharing all of that invite, advice and knowledge and expertise on mental health in the workplace. It's definitely a topic that's important and something that it's never going to go away. So. No, it's not. And Mental Health Month is a good kickoff. Yes for that, but it should be incorporated throughout the entire organizational culture so it doesn't come across as just being another Mm -hmm. flavor of the day, that it is part of the overall culture culture of the organization. Absolutely. Well, to our listeners, if you liked our chat and topic today, um, I'd encourage you to share this episode and leave a good review, leave a comment, um, and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. We do have all the resources below in the show notes, including Cheryl's bio and LinkedIn if you'd like to get in contact with her. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you. And we will see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.